Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sober in the City. My name is Kristen Youngin, and I am your hostess with the mostest. And I'm the person who is currently sober in this city. Well, actually sober in the suburbs. It's a totally different animal. Um, I am really excited today. Today I'm going to be interviewing Merrill Hodge. If you guys are familiar with his name, um, if you're people my age, a lady of a certain age, um, you will know him from um, playing with the Steelers and he also played with the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's a commentator on ESPN, and you might know him for his giant neckties. Um, but nonetheless, he's an unforgettable person, and you might be asking yourself, what does Merrill Hodge have to do with me? Um, I am an artist and writer, and as I mentioned before here, I am going to be talking to a lot of compelling people, artists, performers, athletes, um, thought leaders, gurus, and people that are challenging the status quo. I think that athletes are inherently creative professionals, and I've written several articles about that, that athletes and artists actually use the same brain space, the same creative space, the same source for their creativity when they perform and when they are in the zone. So, that brings me to Merrill. He has a book that you may have heard about also that that he just released in October called Brainwashed, The Bad Science Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. Um, when I heard the title of this book, I thought, Oy vey. oh God, this is someone else I'm going to have to unfriend. Another one bites the dust. Another nut job gets published. <laughs> And I actually know Merrill a little bit, and I know he's not a nut job. But the the title of this book, I am a person and a mom who has a kid who plays football. And I have been reading the headlines about CTE, which is the the brain pattern of the brain disease that that um, many of these football players have been complaining about and dying from. Uh, as as a result of head injuries and concussions, so it's the concussion brain disease that we've been hearing about in the in the news. And um, and when I first I, I talked to Merrill last month about it, and my son Van was going into football, and I was kind of losing uh, my mind with fear. And and when I we talked a little bit about this he really had some interesting things to say. And so I'm excited to interview him. And I think that you will get something out of it. Also, as a person in recovery from for me, I know that there's a lot of a lot of addictive substances out there. And, and one of the biggest ones is sugar, refined sugar is a very, very big problem in America. And I was really shocked um, in this book and and in talking to Merrill about CTE and just about wellness in general and brain health that that came up. Uh, addiction, opioids, alcohol, that came up. Um, also, we talked a little bit about um, 
inflammation in the body, which is something that I've done a ton of research on, which also is caused by sugar. And then, of course, naturally concussions, um, which my son just received his first concussion in football, and he's 14 years old. So between all of those things, I think that you guys are going to be interested in what he has to say. This book has got me thinking. Um, I, you know, I know that the press definitely is always looking for a grabby headline and definitely can tend to um, sensationalize things. I think that we can all sensationalize things. Certainly the idea the subtitle and the plot to destroy football is sensational. And you know, what the heck I'm sensational every day of the year. I love a little good little dramatic title. It's the writer in me. What can I say? So you guys have a listen. I'm excited to talk to Meryl Hodge. And uh, here we go. I'm gonna need to cut this off. Sorry, I thought you were trying to say something. I just wanted to touch base with you. I see you all over. Um, I see you all over the place, actually, on social media, <laughs> and it looks like you're super busy since we last talked with your book. And I kind of wanted to check in with you about how that was going, and um, that's probably what you're up to the most right now is is promoting the book Brainwashed. Is that right? Yeah, that's been a. Uh, um, uh, an awesome journey, to be honest with you, but we've been, yeah. you know, from New York to San Francisco, L.A., Dallas, we're in Philly now, um, and it's, uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's been um, empowering that you get able to share information with people that they're just unaware of um, right. and didn't know anything about, so to be able to open people's minds to all of the information about the truth, about what CT really is, um and um, where they really are with that particular pattern versus what you see in the media, the contradictions from media to science, and being able to share that and give people that information is, has been uh, really empowering. Yeah. So, okay, just in case people don't know that are listening, because we've got, like, artists and athletes and thought leaders and all different kinds of people. Your book is called Brainwash, The Bad Science Behind CTE and the Plot to Destroy Football. And last time we talked, actually, you and I spoke, um, you talked to me off the ledge because my son is 14 and getting into football, and me, like everybody else, is paranoid now about um, our kids joining the sport. Like, I really would rather him go in a different direction. And so you help me kind of just just understand it um, because it seems like everywhere we go, everybody is talking about freaking um you know concussions and right. concussions and the da- brain damage that causes and i'm terrified my kid's going to become a vegetable from from this and weirdly so so this book came out i had i had bumped into new york you in new york just as it was dropping my kid's starting football and within like five days he gets a concussion <laughs> his first concussion so um I mean, I was glad that that I had a little bit of background from your book, and as a mom, it put me a little bit at ease, but um, I felt like talking about concussions jinxed me, <laughs> jinxed my kid, because within days he got his first one. Yeah. 
So I mean, well, I know um, obviously that, that that didn't cause it, um, you know. And I I try to use this to people to help them understand what science is really saying, the real facts, and sprinkling some real common sense. Um, the first questions I try to ask people to help them um, understand things is, do you where do you, where do you think you could get a concussion? You know how what kind of events could happen that could cause some type of a concussion head trauma. Um, uh-huh. When you start opening your mind to all of the possibilities, like your son's first concussion was on a foot, in a football environment. Uh-huh. Mine, my, my son slipped in a shower. Um, uh-huh. But you have, um, it's, you have car I accidents. You have yeah. skiing. I mean, yeah. any, any, really any right. realm of activity in life, right. you right. can have an accident. You could have right. a concussion. You could have just a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm watching a seven and eight year old chase each other. They're under the coffee table, and the seven year old tries to come out from under the coffee right. table too early. Right. Whack! Right. Hit his head. Cut right. his head open. Um, there is no scientific evidence that a concussion is going to cause CTE. There is none. You go look for the scientific literature, and you will not find it. It does not exist. Right. Right. Um, and then the subconcussive thing is not even scientific yet. They have yet to follow the proper steps to make that scientific. And where and why it may never be scientific, how do you measure it? Right. How do you measure? Um, they say, well, it's, it's not a concussion, but it's a blow to not just the head. It's any sudden shift to the body. So now if you equate and go back to you as a kid, how you lived, things you did, you probably roughhoused in your house and ran up to the couch and chased each other and tackled each other at recess and lunch. You probably jumped on trampolines, went on roller coaster rides. Um, you had a litany of things that are the stuff they say will cause this particular issue. Now, there's no scientific papers or scientific evidence that, that says that. But in the media, you hear that. Now, we sprinkle right. common sense into it, so there's right. literally billions of people who have been doing these things in environments where we didn't even do anything for head trauma. We ignored it. We had no treatments and therapies, which we have today. The equipment today is paper mache to what we had back in the day. There was little right. to no instruction in a lot of sports. We have the best, safest environment we've ever had in the history of sports, and people are scared to death now. That is just because they're in they're uninformed. They've gotten their information from a headline versus the real facts. And that's why I wrote the book, because we explain what the science is saying versus right. what you're seeing in the headline. Well, and here's the thing. So I sound like I'm really going I'm really going along with this, like, oh, yeah, sure. But when we initially talked about it, I kind of grilled you down because I was one of these people, too. And I, and I still can be, right? Like, I'm I'm still a mom, but I'm also pragmatic, and I look at guys out there, and I've never played football, but but I obviously, but it's um, you know, it's violent enough. People are hitting their heads, you know. Like I'm just, I'm I'm looking at it from that direction. But the way that you explained it to me, in kind of a layman's perspective, is they only did it on an, a very limited number of brains. The science, the research, the they were donated. There were post, obviously post-mortem research going on there, and they didn't take into account anybody else who had been non-concussed in, order, in, in the study about CTE, which is a brain pattern. Am I kind of in the right direction here? Well, 
You are Christian, kind of but a... let me add. Yes, let me just let me add to this though. There's uh-huh. also people who have the pattern of CT who never played football, who never right. played contact right. sports, who have right. no history of head right. trauma. So right. with those people, what do you start looking at? You start looking right. at things like this: age, genetics, obesity, sugar consumption, inflammation, drugs, alcohol, opioids. All of those I just mentioned um, are contributors to every every degenerative disease, brain disease known to mankind, right. cardiovascular right. disease, right. and cancers. All of them, we actually right. can do something about it except our age and if there is a genetic link. All of those are yeah. scientific contributors. Okay, They are scientific contributors. Alcohol, opioids, inactivity, obesity. Those are leading causes to all diseases oh, known to mankind. Oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> right. So now you're speaking my, my, my language, yeah. My, right. My point, my point to add to what you're talking about, every – the research scientifically that is done to this point is a pinprick of work towards what needs to be done. Alzheimer's right. they've been working on for over 100 years. Hundreds and hundreds of doctors, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of papers, thousands and right. thousands of brains have been looked at, and they still right. don't know right. what causes it. So you're going to tell me they've already figured out CTE with a couple papers and a few hundred brains, and then right. they're only telling you 10% of what really the science is saying? Yeah, that, that's an abuse of science. It's an abuse of the Hippocratic Oath that they sign, especially the, the, the doctors who have signed that to do no harm. When mm-hmm. you contradict what the science is saying when you get into the public arena. And that becomes really harmful and why people like you, we are we are the same from this perspective. We're both parents. I'm a right. concerned parent. A lot of right. people are parents and they love their kids without end like I do. Well, that's why I wrote the book, so that I could give parents complete information so that they have that to help them make better choices with their family. Right. And when you got my attention with this, like I think where we really – where where this I could see what you were saying and and I finally clicked in for me was when you start talking honestly about addictive substances, which I, you know as you know I'm in long term recovery and this is something that that my podcast is even about like living a sober life, living a clean right. sober life and what that looks like and the damage I mean for opioids is one thing alcohol is another animal but the damage these sugars cause. Or cause, you know, like sugar yeah. in general. That's something that I struggle with too. But it is the swelling that goes on in the body, which is kind of, I mean, I, you know, I have a daughter that has rheumatoid arthritis, and so there's a lot of autoimmune diseases that are caused mm. from the swelling that's going on in the right. body, and that's caused inflammation. from sugar. Inflammation. Yeah, inflammation, right. which is caused by sugar which are these refined substances, which are in everything, which is like 80 times more addictive than cocaine. So it's something that not a lot of people talk about. So when we start talking about that and you brought that kind of into the conversation, I was like, okay, 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 I get it. Like it, it, this makes sense to me now. I understand what you're saying. And the fact that it's a pattern and a brain pattern um, and something that goes along with a disease that, you know, that is manifesting in the brain it makes sense to me that there could be all these other contributing factors to it. Well, they, so, they are scientifically, they're scientific facts. And here's the the problem that we've had, because i got to run, Kristen, but here's the problem mm-hmm. that we have with people, is that all the things that you just talked about with inflammation, oh, your daughter, for example, she couldn't probably do anything about 
the arthritis issue that she has. All she can do is help it now. So Correct. the more she can reduce inflammation and the things mm-hmm. that she knows about doing that, sugar consumption, staying active, what kind of foods does she eat, staying away from alcohol, and all those things, it's going to help her short-term and long-term. Right. Okay, those things we know are contributing factors to mental health. And right. when we have the narrative being driven by the media, when there's no scientific evidence of it, we do harm to people because we're giving them, first of all, false information and an excuse right. or a blame on football versus all of these facts that sit in front of us that we control. Obesity right. destroying this country right in front of our mm-hmm. eyes. We need to get people that are eating better and staying active. All those things are going to help you to short-term and long-term health. Right. Drugs, alcohol, yeah, for sure. all contributors right. to mental health and mm-hmm. cognitive diseases and disorders. Okay. Well, that's about not doing it then. It's staying away from it and, and, right. and doing right. those things. When you don't have accountability in your life and you blame other things, that's when it becomes a big problem. And that was right. quite honestly what this narrative has done is it's created a bunch of excuses with no scientific proof um, and ignoring the things that we can't control that are contributing factors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously when you get – it's a little dicey for me because when you get into the actual – neuroscience behind addiction there's some things that you can control there's some things you can do some things about and some things that you can't certainly what you're talking about with cte is something completely different so i mean there there is a point where you have to do something and then the point where you are ultimately powerless and so that's something we can chat about another time because we could talk forever we'd love to i know i know we'll we'll definitely do this again okay that sounds good thanks for taking the time i know you're super busy and good luck all right, Sheree. Thanks. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. So there you have it. There's my interview with Meryl Hodge. <laughs> Thanks, Meryl, for um, taking the time to speak with me. And I know you guys. I know, I know, I know. I know I spoke over him and said, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. I'm still pretty new at this interviewing thing, and that's how I talk on the phone. I say, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a way of affirming that I'm listening. Anyway, it doesn't work so well on interviews. I get it. I'm working on it. I'm still human, and uh, I'll sharpen my skills. But hopefully you guys got um, something out of that. I thought it was interesting. And... um, like I said, I could I could talk to Meryl about a whole bunch of different subjects. He's a pretty interesting dude. So I hope you guys got something out of that. I know I sure did. And um, if you would like to comment or contact me, please look me up um, on Instagram. It's Kristen Youngen, Kristen K-R-I-S-T-E-N-J-O-N-G-E-N. And um, I am also on Facebook, Kristen Youngen. And or you can email me at KJ is sober in the city at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Instagram's the best place to get a hold of me, so you can follow me there. And I will talk to you next week on Sober in the City. Have a great week. Bye bye.